Now then, it's one of the biggest betrayals you can experience in a relationship, discovering your partner has been unfaithful. Often immediately following the discovery of the affair, cheating spouses are unable to be anything other than defensive, wanting to withdraw or even shift blame, while the uh, cuckolded partner may be hurt, angry and confused. But can relationships heal after an affair? To talk about how to deal with cheating, I'm joined on the line by one of my favourite people, our relationship expert, uh, Duduzile Nanslabati. Dudu, welcome. How are you, my love? I'm fine, thanks, you. Good. How are I you? am fabulous. It is lovely to uh, to have you on the show again. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. So tell me then, we're talking about uh, recovering. Can relationships recover uh, after a relationship, after cheating? First of all, why do people have affairs? I've always wondered this. Why Why bother? <laughs> why bother? Um, you know, we react to different things differently. So some people might have an affair because they were neglected um, in the relationship and there was temptation outside and they couldn't actually... Um, yeah, become better people and actually ignore the temptation. Some people, well, they think it's genetic, but it's not actually. They think it's their constitutional right and actually see nothing wrong with having an affair as if it's part of the evolution of a relationship. At some point, somebody's going to cheat. Mm. There's a whole lot of reasons as to why people do cheat, but the one thing that's clear is that at some point you are aware that what you are doing is potentially going to hurt the other person. And that's why cheating, when somebody gets cheated on, it hurts so bad. Because at some point you did realize that you were going to hurt me. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So mm-hmm. what are some of the main the main emotions then that come up for, for each party uh, when there's been a betrayal? And how do we best deal with them? So I spoke in the introduction about uh, once mm-hmm. somebody's perhaps found out that, uh, that their partner's had an affair, the cheating partner... Uh, may suddenly become very defensive or or wanting to withdraw or start shifting Mm -hmm. blame. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Okay, so, I mean, there is the betrayer and the one who is betrayed. Mm. So if if you're on the receiving end of cheating, I mean, the first couple of months when you discover this, it's really traumatic. You are, you're confused, especially if you, you weren't expecting it. You go through a similar emotion to that of of, of shock. Um, you know, you're overwhelmed, and and and, the, and grief just literally takes over you, and 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 you can't think about much. And usually, you know, people say, "How long does it take you for you to forgive somebody?" And they say two years, um, and they and they assign the first three to four months to actually just overcoming this grief. Then after that the person then starts beginning to work on the issue. Um, and they might look at the core issues as to why the, the the other person cheated on them. Why did I get cheated on? Did I neglect my lover? Or is there something wrong with my, my partner? You know, am I with a probably a, a sex addict, you know, who feels that they need to have multiple lovers to satisfy uh, whatever sexual desires they have. So they start looking at the core issues to see if, um, to find a way. It's, it's like a, it's like dealing with, you know, closure. You know, first you have to understand what happened and you're going to ask a lot of questions. And the trick here is the person who betrayed you needs to be patient with you. And I know that from the betrayer's side, it might become a little bit um, almost like frustrating to be with somebody who every day they keep questioning you, um, you know, they ask you the same question over and over and over again. But it's their way of dealing the issue. Then what happens is that then the person starts facing the issues. And that's when the, the forgiveness starts. That's when they start facing it and saying, okay, um, 
you know, how does this make me feel? And there will be ups and downs. There are days where it will be better than others. And there are days where you'll feel like, oh, no, we go back to fighting again, back to what's so special about her or why me. Um, but you have to allow this person to actually then um, make their own mind up as to whether they want to stay in a relationship or not. Because most of the time it just dealing with trauma and trying to find answers. And it's only now where they're actually applying their mind. Um, and I think then what happens is that in about year two of that, is that that's when a person actually um, is starting to forgive. You know, they understand what happened to them, how it made them feel. Maybe they even understand why you did what you did. But they're actually now starting to shake off the sadness and saying, I want I want to move on. And that's when the trust and the faith in you slowly develops again. And the betrayer, unfortunately, needs to be patient throughout this whole process. Mm, indeed, indeed. And I mean, I don't want to go into a, a whole thing about it, but I mean, in terms of gradients of cheating and what do we all consider consider cheating? But let's let's mm-hmm. assume that for, 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 for argument's sake, we're talking about a, a physical um, a physical um, a relationship okay. with somebody yeah. or, or and I'm going to actually throw this in because we've just had a message in um uh, from from one of our listeners saying, I found some messages on my husband's phone where he's been flirting with a girl who's around 20 years old. They have sent sexual voice notes to one another and he also said he wants to go f- away for a weekend with her. One message which worries me is her saying, I hope I'm not pregnant. I'm so hurt. I'm so sorry that whoever whoever you are that sent that message in, I'm so sorry uh, to you. And I, and I wanted to, to, to pick mm. up on that issue of... Um, what constitutes cheating because yes it can be a physical thing but clearly if if somebody's sending sexual voice notes um to a partner to somebody outside of a relationship that that obviously would would constitute cheating have you got any advice for for our for our listener who sent that that message in yeah i mean let's start with what constitutes cheating because people are in sorts of of relationships where they have all sorts of agreements but what constitutes cheating is when you break the agreement. So if we are not in an open relationship, this is never spoken about. It's acceptable for us to explore other people and, and, and flirt. Then once that once that happens outside the parameters that we've actually built in our relationship, you've broken the agreement, and that's what constitutes as cheating. The first thing that I, I always see with people when they get cheated on, it's an emotional response, right? So. So most of the time is that people are very quick to want to make the decision because you are hurt, you know. Um, this person has broken your trust and you actually want to walk away from this because it's the only way you can deal. I always say to people, never make a decision when you're angry and also take your time. And, and the sad thing is that when you're going through something like this, you're going to reach out to your friends, to family, and everyone is going to have their opinion. But they have their opinion from their perspective. You need to deal with the consequences of your decision at the end of the day. I always say if you're not ready to make a decision, rather stop, rather take a break, take time to think about it. Whether it takes you two months, three months, and let the other person know. So there's no point in you found out that the person's cheating on you, whether you're snooping through the phone or whether you have the right to find out or not. But now you know. It will never be the same again. You can't just keep quiet and hope that it goes away. You're scared to actually raise it. Let the other person know this is how I feel. This is what you've done. And, and, and this is what I'm going through at the particular moment. And if you have to take three, four months, take your time. At some point, you're going to be in a space where you can make 
the best decision for you because you don't want to make a decision you might regret. Do you think it's the case at all that the, the longer a relationship has gone on, the easier it may be to for it to recover after infidelity? Or does the time it, that a couple have been together make no difference at all? It's a yes and no. Yes, in an instance that when you've been together longer and it was a good relationship and this is the first incident, you don't look at it in isolation. You look at a relationship as a whole that you say, you know what, in essence, has this person been good to me? And yes, it might be harder to walk away. No, in an instance that, you know, I find that a lot of people who are cheaters in relationships usually tend to be serial cheaters. So what happens is that when people have been around longer, something's not happening the first time, um, and the person thinks that they can they can get away with it more and more. So you know it gets to a point where a person has had enough. And you might have an instance where a woman has been with somebody for ten years, and the person's been cheating for ten years, and everybody knows this. And those one time at year eleven, he cheats and then she leaves, and everybody's like, but she's been stomaching it. But that's because. People, when people cheat, there's a whole lot of agreements in a relationship. So you might be in in the sense that, you know what, the 10 times that you cheated with somebody, you didn't break the core agreements. You know, maybe the core agreement was that you were attentive or you respected me. And the 11th time that you did that, you know, the person felt disrespected. And that was the core agreement that was broken. So... That's why I'm saying it's a yes or a no, because it really depends on a lot of factors. Human beings, we are very complex people, hey? Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, is there a way then that you're speaking there about sort of compulsive cheaters? Uh, is there a way then that you can train yourself to, to stay faithful or, or you're a lost cause and, and you should pretty much stay single for the rest of your life and go and uh, do whatever it is that you need to do outside of the uh, outside of a committed relationship? Um, compulsive cheaters usually have a love addiction. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why. Well, there's multiple reasons why people have love addiction, but it usually stems from something that happens in your childhood, which is about abandonment, seeking attention, and so forth. A lot of people are not aware of themselves. So it takes a lot of awareness to say, I have this kind of addiction. And how am I going to deal with this addiction? So there are some people whereby maybe they feel like a partner can actually hold their hand throughout this. And there's some people who need to fix themselves first, go through probably half a lifetime alone, but managing this addiction before they actually invite somebody else into their space. But it, 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 you have to know what is wrong with you and what has led to that. You have to face that issue. You have to address it. Only then can you say, mm, you know what, actually, I'm a lost cause or not. We've had a uh, tweet in from uh, Lisa who says uh, it's not easy to uh, to repair after a relationship uh, after an affair, but it is said that it's possible. Uh, affairs are symptoms and very seldom causes. Um, Duda, I want to ask you how much responsibility then lays with the partner who has been cheated on if they've committed to, to going ahead with the relationship and, and continuing? How much of the responsibility then lays with them to at some point, and I say this, it, it may sound rather brutal, actually, but to sort of deal with their issues. Um, and when I say their issues, I mean to deal with the trust, because presumably mm. if if after a couple of years or however long you are going to continue to bring up the affair, that mm. can't possibly be healthy, can it? 
Yeah, it can't be. Nobody wants to be the bad person forever, especially if the person who cheated on you is really, really remorseful. So what I would generally say is that you don't forgive overnight, but each day becomes better. And you have to... And you have to realize that, you know, it is important for the other person to know that they are going somewhere and they are winning. And I'll give you an example. Um, I knew this one couple whereby the guy actually cheated on the girl and he was really, really remorseful. And for a year, he was chasing after this woman, you know, trying to show this woman that he was really, really sorry. And I think she had started forgiving him. But she was enjoying the attention because it came with the power. Everything mm, happened in her mm. own terms. Um, and then he got, to, he got to a point where he said to me, you know, to do, I don't think that she wants to be with me anymore. I'm going to give up. And I said, I don't think that she doesn't want to be with you. I said, okay, try this. Just stop. Stop chasing her and see if she stops running. And indeed, he stopped chasing her. She stopped running. She started coming towards him and they're getting married now. Sure. So... Yeah, so she was actually enjoying the chase and enjoying the attention. But what she didn't realize was the biggest mistake was that if this guy had not bumped into somebody like me and I had given that advice, he might have generally thought that this girl is no longer into him. She might have actually lost out on the person which she's getting married to, which means that she's very in love with, because of the fact that she herself was dealing with this in a very childish manner. So... That, to answer that question is to say, do you realize that nobody wants to be the bad person forever? Do you realize that once you start t- turning it into a game, it might actually turn the other person off because they don't know how to read you. They might generally think that you you want nothing to do with them. Mm, indeed, indeed. Didu, as always, an absolute treat to have you on the show. And um, my admiration for you grows month by month. Um, you are now responsible for um, a wedding which I think is amazing. <laughs> um, <I'm laughs> you, yeah, well. your, your talents know no bounds, uh, Dudu, and it's been an absolute treat. Thank you so much. And please do join us again uh, soon, will you? Okay, I will, definitely. Thanks, my darling. Okay, then.